0: down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. bet get 30, 30, get 30, bet get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 185. And I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Welcome back, happy Friday to you all. This is where you can listen to some popular blogs covering health and fitness, read to you by me, but not on Fridays, because every Friday I do something else. I take your audio questions from oldpodcast.com, play them right here, and answer them for you. In the past, I've talked about my credentials and why you might wanna consider sending me in a question. I'll spare you that for now. For those of you that would like to know, definitely check out one of our previous Friday Q&A shows. The only thing I will mention is that I want this to be a space where you can rely on me to give you a no BS response to your question. I want this to be a place where you know I will do my best to tell you the truth. That I'm gonna cut through all of the myths that are out there and respond to you in the most accurate way I know possible. That's my promise to you. Okay, that's enough of that. If you wanna be a part of this show and also have a great chance to win books from us, ask me a question. We give away a book to a random person who sent in a question on the first of every month as a bonus, and that's tomorrow. So send in your question by tonight to be entered into the small raffle. Just listen through to the end of the episode to hear how. So for now, let's get to today's question, cut through some myths, let me tell you the truth as we start optimizing your life. My question is super general and open-ended. I just want to know your professional opinion regarding CrossFit for women in their 20s. Thank you. Thank you for your question, Nicole. For those of you that are thinking of skipping this Q&A because you're not into CrossFit or you're not a 20-year-old female, keep listening. I promise that the information I'll be sharing will still be helpful to you. If you can believe it, CrossFit has already been around for nearly 20 years. For those of you that may have heard of CrossFit but aren't really sure what it's about, I'll briefly explain. It's basically a form of high-intensity training. It incorporates lots of variation to help build strength and endurance while giving you a cardiovascular workout at the same time. Many of the movements are performed dynamically and explosively and incorporate lots of compound exercises. Moves like deadlifts, squats, cleans, box jumps, snatches, pull-ups, push-ups, shoulder presses, These are all common exercises used in CrossFit. Sometimes, as part of the training, you're encouraged to complete a number of sets and repetitions for time. For example, a workout may require you to complete 50 deadlifts at a weight of 135 pounds and 50 pull-ups as fast as you can. I was first exposed to this style of training a while back, actually, as part of my job. Before I was a full-time faculty member, I was a wellness specialist for a university out here in California my job was to help university employees feel their best. So I would meet with them and provide one-on-one consultations for nutrition, stress management, and so on. Even though I was a personal trainer at the time, I didn't provide any advice when it came to physical activity or exercise. Instead, I had a colleague that worked out of our campus recreation center to whom I would refer these individuals. He was a certified personal trainer and had a degree in kinesiology, so he was well-qualified for the job, of course. Now, occasionally, he and I would meet up and work out together. I would have him watch my form and we'd talk about the latest research when it came to exercise science. And that's kind of how we spent our lunch breaks. Yes, we were huge nerds, I know. Now, I wasn't doing any CrossFit-style training at the time, but at one point, he asked if I had ever heard of CrossFit and showed me some CrossFit routines on his phone. My first reaction was, whoa, that looks pretty insane. I don't think I can do that. He said, just give this routine a try. It's for beginners. I thought I was pretty fit and felt like he was challenging me, so I did it. Let's just say the CrossFit routine he had me try, even though it was for beginners, was very intense. I was completely out of breath in under five minutes. Picture me laying with my back on the floor, splayed out, trying to catch my breath and not trying to throw up. Now, fast forward a few weeks. I was starting to get into this style of training more and more. One day, I was doing a routine that involved box jumps. Box jumps are just like they sound. From a standing position, Facing the box, which could be anywhere from 12 to 24 inches tall, with both feet, you jump up. Then you land, hopefully with both feet on top of the box, and then you jump back down. The box I happened to be using that day was 24 inches high. That day's workout called for me to perform as many box jumps as possible within a certain period of time, so I was jumping up and down pretty quickly. My colleague happened to see me and said, you've got a lot of height to your jump. That box is actually too easy for you let's make it a bit taller. So he grabbed those 45-pound plates, you know, the ones that you normally put on the end of barbells, and laid two of them flat on top of the box. This added another six inches or so to the top. He said, now go. Now, six inches doesn't seem like a big difference, but when you're performing a movement like this, it feels like he just added an additional 10 feet. He saw me clear the first two jumps and said, now we're talking, and walked off. I continued performing my jumps as fast as possible. I started to feel pretty wiped out, so I said to myself, okay, two more jumps and you're done. On the second to last jump, when I landed on top of the 45 pound plate sitting on top of the box, my left foot was planted, but my right foot didn't quite land. So I ended up wobbling a bit, trying to balance on my left foot at the top of this box. I quickly realized that this wasn't working and will likely end badly for me, So I hopped off. The problem was I didn't hop off with both feet because I didn't have good balance when I leapt off the box. So when I did land on the ground, I only landed with my left foot. Surprisingly, I didn't fall over completely. My right foot did eventually catch up. But as soon as my left foot hit the ground, a sharp pain shot up through my left leg into my lower back. Essentially, all of my body weight landed on the left side of my body the pain took my breath away. Now, the leg pain quickly subsided, but the lower back pain didn't. I hobbled away, wincing with every step. Luckily, it turned out to be just a strained muscle in my lower back, no major damage. But I was out of commission for two weeks, so there was no gym and definitely no CrossFit training during that time. So why the long, drawn-out story? Much of the criticism when it comes to this style of high-intensity training is the risk for injury. Yes. Technically, you could get injured doing any exercise in the gym. You could get injured just walking. But as I said before, many of the exercises involve working large muscle groups with sometimes complicated movements at a really fast pace. This can lead to a formula for injury. If your form isn't perfect, the risk for injury definitely goes up. So what's interesting is, even though CrossFit's been around for about 20 years, there are only a handful of studies that have tried to examine whether doing CrossFit will increase your risk for injury. Is CrossFit any more risky than let's say P90X or Insanity or any other structured routine? Most of the studies that I saw had some major design flaws, but the consensus at this point is that CrossFit is about as risky as Olympic-style weightlifting, powerlifting, and gymnastics. But CrossFit doesn't seem to be as risky as sports like American football or rugby. So basically, CrossFit can increase your risk for injury when compared to other traditional workouts, but it's safer than contact sports, so it's somewhere in the middle. The other criticism is that with such high-intensity training, you may actually break down your muscle tissue so much that it can actually start to damage your kidneys. I'll briefly try and explain that process. When you experience muscle soreness, that's because you've broken down some of that muscle tissue. When this happens, proteins from your broken down muscle tissue gets into your bloodstream. Your kidneys then filter those proteins out of your blood and you eventually excrete them through your urine. This is a normal process, but there have been cases where too much muscle breakdown caused the kidneys to become overloaded. This led to kidney failure in some people. But this doesn't appear to be a big concern for most that participate in CrossFit. If you are worried about this, just be sure to drink enough water during and after your workouts. If you want more information about staying hydrated, definitely check out my Q&A episode from March 24th. That's episode 180. I go into a lot of detail about this. The last thing I'll mention is that women often worry that if they start to participate in CrossFit, they'll get, quote, too big, meaning their bodies will start to look masculine. That's probably not gonna happen. There are, of course, exceptions where you will see female CrossFit athletes that have much bigger muscles than most guys But again, this is the exception. What's the bottom line then? If you stick to it, CrossFit will improve your overall fitness level. If you do wanna participate, be sure you're properly trained first. Take your time to perfect each and every move. This will help keep you safe and prevent injury. Have someone watch you while you perform the movements to make sure your form is perfect, especially before you think about adding more weight, or in my case, any more height to your box jumps. Thank you again for the question, Nicole. You'll be entered into a very small raffle tomorrow and every month to win a book from us. And if you wanna be on this show and have a really good chance to win free books, come by oldpodcast.com to submit your question. Just look for the red bar along the side or call 61 love ohd Get your question in by tonight if you wanna be in the raffle happening tomorrow. That's another week of Optimal Health Daily in the books. Thank you again so much for all the support so far. Thank you for sending in your questions. They're my favorite part of the show. Definitely keep them coming. And we'll be back on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs